What's it what's it like to be a Jets fan? Just can you pay me a word picture? Um so I was talking to my brother in law and he's a Mets fan. Um and we, were talking, and we were we were talking about uh post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> um and how like the feeling of watching a Jets game, there's so there's so much stress. There's so much stress watching a Jets game. There's stress it's even inc- when they're that bad. Incredible. Like, there's so like, much because because we have four good players, they're just gonna get hurt. That's all that's gonna happen. Anything bad that you can imagine, it'll, it's gonna happen. So they're just the reverse of the Seahawks, is what you're telling me. Oh because the, the 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 Seahawks are stressful, but they win. Yeah, at least they get the W, man. I don't know. The Jets are never. I, I could see the Jets never winning another game in the next five years. But oh, doesn't God. doesn't that low set of expectations kind of give you a sense of comfort? Like you know they're going to be bad, so it's like okay, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. it. Just makes me sad. That's all. And stressed, apparently. And very stressed, like so stressed out. Because then, because then, here's the thing. You have, I don't know, maybe Le'Veon Bell on your team. And you're like, well, I'll put him in. They're going to throw him the ball more than one time. All right. Uh, and, and with that, uh, this a uh, good time to start our podcast. Welcome, uh, viewers, listeners, Albanians, anybody else who's in the spectrum listening to us right now. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Pining Four podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit of fantasy football today, uh, mostly uh, our Pining Four Alba League. So if you're not in our league, it may be a little bit insider information, but I don't care. My name's Ben Max. We've got Greg Marku. We've got Chris Grasso. Uh, let's get to it. We're going to start right with the uh, the week five wrap. It was a uh, was an interesting week. A couple of first team wins couple of really close games but if you if you were in our league you know uh doge which we call greg marku and uh, grasso faced each other uh this week so how do you guys feel like you did i was so optimistic after the 1 p.m games i had unbelievable performances from robert woods uh, aka bobby trees i just had some really great 1 p.m performances and then by 4 p.m and my Sunday night team just really messed up. I, I thought Justin Jefferson was going to have a big game against that terrible Seattle uh, secondary. And, and I just fell apart. Now, you know, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, watching Tuesday night football and, and Stefan Diggs is just rubbing dirt into my wounds. Uh, so it really, really is quite hurtful. And if you're listening at home, by the way, uh, Grasso beat uh, Doge 133.4 to 108.65. Oh, the score's the score's still accumulating because Stefan Diggs is still catching passes. Oh, and yeah. pardon me, yeah, and he's got seven point four points as of this taping. Didn't didn't want to have to correct you there, but Stefan Diggs is still rolling on the points here for the two beers too deep franchise. Uh, it was a I'm good... two beers too deep, and I'm trying to keep all the blood in my head from going under. Yeah, no, but uh, Justin Herbert with a big week out of nowhere. Very promising. Yeah, thir- thirty-two points for the Chargers is definitely has to be the most surprising score in your entire team. I mean, Miles Sanders did it for you in a loss, uh, Doge, twenty-four point nine points. He's but, been consistent. He's the yeah. only good player on that Philly offense. So you know, you just gotta. I'm gonna ride Miles. I'm gonna go miles and miles. 
No, it's, it's it's interesting too because you know you're both in the same division and technically you're in first at three and one right now and Grasso's in fourth out of six, but you two are going to be tied in the division after this week. It's going it to be a whole like, quagmire. It looks like there could be a four-way tie at the top of the power of rest division uh, at three and two, so it could be interesting moving forward. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's really this week is really going to toss. Up. It's really panning out. Um, the 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 division it's really showing like who's actually going to make it or break it um and it's really getting clear now five weeks in like what teams are actually scoring points and one team is more of like an illusion you know what team scored a couple points and got a couple wins and now they're going to be on a downward slope the greg eckel factor if you will yeah Mm. they they always think your team is good until it's not factor. Uh, we'll get to those games in a few. Uh, I've got a question for you, Grasso. I know you obviously stomped all over Doge's face this week, but you did curiously start your your home team's Le'Veon Bell in his first week back. Meanwhile, Miles Gaskin on your bench scored you 18 points. Um, was that, were you being a homer? Were you being optimistic? Were you just like... Um, that was pure, sheer, unadulterated um, optimism. Um it was a dark horse. Miles Gaskin was a dark horse when I put him in at first. It was weeks before. He was on the waiver wire on like 90% of teams still, and he was second running back on my team, ready to rock and roll. And I was like, Gaskin, you know what? You've been on. This is your one week you're going to be off. I'll put in Devontae Parker. I'll have one Miami. It'll be okay. And I'll have Le'Veon in there. Joe Flacco starting. Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. Maybe, I don't know, hand the ball off. I mean, it was, he was a super – that was like th- the only moment that Joe Flacco's ever been elite in his life. That's right. Yeah, I he said it. He's not elite. He's just he, – he's garbage. That's not – we're not arguing about that. He's definitely garbage. But he can throw the ball five yards. Chad Pennington can do that. And Le'Veon Bell could make something happen. The man got one. One. I mean, I guess that that's what you have. Miles, at, <sighs> that bitch Miles Gaskin. That bitch Miles Gaskin. <laughs> And that's what you have when you have an offensive genius like Adam Gase at the helm. Oh my God! Are we going to talk about coaching? That we're just talking no, about fantasy. We're just both. talking about fantasy. I just want to. I, okay. I want to get any dig at Adam Gase I can. Okay, you uh, can, I'm there too, man. This this guy. I, there's nothing behind his eyes. I don't know. Like <laughs> ain't in his house as a kid. If maybe he got stuck behind the dryer for a while. I don't know. But there's something not clicking in there. There's so many things. It's like looking at a full house and being like, you know what? Let me take three cuts and see what happens. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? It's true. I'm sorry. I digress. I digress. Okay. So on that, we're going we're gonna to move to the next game. I think we'll put a pin in this one for now. Uh, so we're going to move on to my game. It was the Broken Clock Corollary. The only previous champion in this chat, by the way. Uh, I have to make that plug. Going against our own commissioner, the Big X Bashers. And... Oh. Uh, we were looking for the, – the Broken Clocks were looking for their first win of the season. Thankfully, somehow we got it after being outscored a ridiculous amount the whole year. Score was 143.35 to 133.75. I don't know how it happened, to be honest with you. I'm still looking at it. I, I had a big game from Mike Davis, which, uh, which I, I still don't think I overpaid for him to get him because he's been Absolutely. saving my that team. Was- that was worth the fab you spent. He's been he's been a he's been a lifesaver. I mean, granted, he's lost every week until now, but he's yeah. been a, he's been a good a good addition. He's giving me a shimmer, glimmer of hope. 
Uh, you know, and we'll get into the fab discussion a little bit later, but uh, I spent half of my money on him to get him for my team, more than half. Uh, and he's been nothing but amazing. I just hope Christian McCaffrey breaks his other leg or something. Uh, to, that is, we don't we don't wish ill will yeah, on any player, yeah. but but yes, at least, you know, I, I'd like to see a a Camara Ingram sort of timeshare. Uh, for these two, and I think that that would be good. Uh, he's not but, coming back full strength. He's not going to be a hundred percent. Running back by committee is the most popular thing in the NFL right now. He's yeah. going to have them throw, but throw throw CMC the ball like they should be throwing Le'Veon Bell the ball, and, and it'd be super super great. He's going to have a ton of points because we got that half point PPR now. So every he's going to get seven to nine passes a game, mm-hmm. like your boy Miles Gaskin on the bench. So, so Ben, I have a question for you. Were you nervous during the Monday night game that Will Lutz was going to just kick you straight in the nuts? Oh, man. I saw uh, that coming a you, mile you know, away. Honestly, kickers scoring that many points is so rare. I wasn't that worried about it. I was a little bit, like, you know, just because that's the way my season's been going. I was up um, 20 points going into Monday's game. And Will Lutz scored 15, or no, sorry, I was up 25 points, and he scored 15. So there was a little bit of a a worry there, but, you know, it's a kicker. What are you going to do? I've got also uh, the best draft of the whole season. Just another quick plug, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, undrafted rookie. The number, after this week, he'll be the number one kicker. Best name in all of professional football. Hasn't missed a field goal yet. Sorry, hasn't uh, missed an extra point. It's, missed the, gla- field goal. it's, it's the glasses. It's the goggles, man. Yeah. It's the goggles, and and you know what? Okay, so here's here's the thing about the goggles. He has been a kicker that wears goggles his entire life. Okay, if you're go, if you want someone to have like to make a field goal, you're looking at that guy because he's only been made fun of, and his only attribute is that leg, and he kills it every time so that no one can make fun of him. They got a big big chip. I mean, when your name's Rodrigo Blankenship, you have to have a chip on your shoulder. He's got a huge chip, and he's got a huge, you know. Ah, do we masked know? if you masked if you will for his Blankenship? If, if we had a soundboard, this is where the soundboard would come in right now, but we don't. Oh, maybe I can make mouth no- mouth noises. No, it doesn't. No, no. no we'll, All right. we'll cut. We'll cut that. Um, can, I, can we talk about? Can we talk about the big X bashers? Can we talk about their receiving core for just 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 for one second? I mean, it's pretty nasty, except for. Debo. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And but, yet Mike you know, Williams on the bench scoring twenty-seven points. I mean, he makes bad choices, but that's that's no one's fault but his own. But but DK and Hopkins as a one and two, it's the it's two different kind of receivers, and they're both at the top of their game. I think that's the number one and number two wide receiver in the NFL right now. And if you put them one on one, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you could put them on one and compare them. I mean, I, I would say DK is definitely on the rise, uh, and you know, Hopkins with a with a young quarterback who's still growing. I mean, he's still he's still in his prime. I definitely could see that. I don't know if they're one and two, but they're up there. Bump, 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 bump. We have some breaking news coming into the podcast. Uh-oh. The Jets are planning on releasing Le'Veon Bell. Are you fucking kidding me? The Fantasy Life app has just notified me. Wow. If you're looking for a for a sponsorship, we're we're, we're available. Uh, but yes, they are they are. We'll, we'll we'll we look to release 
Le'Veon Bell. So hopefully he'll actually go to a real football team. I'm getting a jet. I'm getting an update of Jets released Le'Veon Bell. He's I'm just, I'm getting he's already gone. I'm getting uh, he's so, already so released. Let's, let's unpack this for a second. All right. So. All right. So first, first things first. We know we already know the Jets are a dumpster fire. So they're they're losing this much. How much salary are they losing on him? Like fifteen million dollars? I don't know the million. Six million guaranteed dollars are getting paid to Le'Veon Bell, getting released by the offensive genius, Adam Gase. That's, well, everybody, all to, that's all you have to know about Adam Gase is that he can't get along with Le'Veon Bell, who is his best offensive player. So they were like, I can't deal with him. So they released him. So that means the Jets. That means the Jets are in on Adam Gase if they're relate if they're releasing Le'Veon Bell instead of firing their terrible coach. Oh yeah, it, no. It, everybody knew that nobody Gase did not want Bell as soon as they signed him. Everybody knew that he was upset with it. So, so he's gonna and you know Bell is the kind of running back, and I say this as a Steelers fan that he he needs a huge offensive line that knows how to block and create holes. And the Jets started like two or three rookies this year on the offensive line. They're no cohesion at all. There that kind of line just can't do the work to make Le'Veon Bell a good back. Not to mention he's 30 years old now. So I mean he gets on a team with a good offensive line, and you're gonna see him put up great numbers again. Um, I mean, he, he not for nothing. He got he was coming off an injury. He kept coming off a, a holdout, got injured, came off the injury, got injured, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. That you didn't even give him a chance to perform. You didn't even put the ball in his hands enough time to see if he can do anything with it. Like, I understand what you're saying. He he does need a big line to function, but you give him space, you give him a ball in the flat. He's one of the most elusive flat backs ever to play the game. Ever play the game. Right. His his perception of the field and his hesitation are unmatched. Well, I mean, the thing to uh, he never got a chance. Too, I mean, thing to consider too. He's uh, he uh, outside of Pittsburgh. He only played in the Jet system, so he's only been in two systems his whole career. He flourished uh, in Pittsburgh and he drowned in New York. So you don't know if that's the offensive scheme or if it's him getting older or him taking a year off. There's a lot of different factors in there that can contribute to why he's been so mediocre. I mean, yeah. but but anyways, you know, uh, looking forward, uh, there's a lot of teams that could use a starting running back. Uh, I think Detroit comes to mind. I could see um, I could see Tampa Bay being the, the kind of the new evil empire could look looked his way and kind of do a three headed monster there. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of options. There's a lot of options, but again, this is not a football podcast. This is a fantasy football podcast. That's so right. Right. Wrap okay. up that la- the wrap up that last that, that the, the last matchup we were going over. Ben, how does it feel to get the first win, especially against the the our least everyone's least favorite owner in the league? It feels you know it feels good. Uh, it's been a huge fall from grace. I've ever, ever since my first season, I finished worse every su- successive year. So it's just nice to be able to get back on a winning a, a winning week hopefully i'll have another win next week um which we'll we'll talk about that uh, coming up in, in the sake of time we're going to move on to the next uh the next matchup which was the uh the moose mayhem joe's team uh versus the fantasy empire which everybody hates the team name but whatever uh it's chris de gregorio's team so deej came out with another win he's now moving to four and one he's 124.3 uh, 124.3 and Moose was 106.4. Um, you know, DH does it again this year. He's made so many moves uh, to put he, – he, and I, I, I'm guilty of it. I traded with him at a time when my team was really weak and I needed a running back, and he got off with Tyree Kill for um, 
Kenyon Drake, which so far has not worked out in my favor. Uh, but, you know, he somehow he patchworks teams together with, with, with his trade savvy. Uh, and, you know, Moose coming off a of number two last year, his team looks pretty good, too. Uh, this is sort of a, a slobber knocker of a game in terms of scoring uh, outside of a slobber knocker. What a is... slobber knocker. Yes, it's like boxing, you know. Is that, okay. something, is that something you pay extra for at the salon? Because <laughs> I've never heard there. that term before. <laughs> ever my oh, entire it. night. It, it, might, it might be from when I used to uh, be really into pro wrestling. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Moose, Moose has had some bad luck with injuries. I mean, CMC going out early is yeah. just a, is a rough first round pick, you know, first overall pick. But he'll come back. He's got some options. He's made some moves. I, again, I think Deej is a solid team. I just think this was a it wasn't wasn't Moose's week, and then also the score has been so much higher this year, which is which is a, oh yeah another thing we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not for nothing, Deej's Deej's lucky. Graham Gano with twenty points, a kicker the, with twenty points on the in Giants a game too. De, in a game decided Giants. in a game decided by eighteen points, the kicker has twenty points. It, yeah, it's it's mind boggling how he puts these wins together. I'm not sure how he does it, but. With Every, two kickers on his he's, roster, he's got he's got so his number one and number two running back and wide receiver, all told, twenty three points. Yeah, That's I mean, terrible. You know, and you look. I mean, Moose. The bottom half of Moose's team did terrible too. His flex, his his defense, flex, and kicker combined for nine point six points. That's three positions, nine points. I mean. Uh, you you can't win with that. You you need at least ten points per position. I think. Yeah, uh, that's about about right with your quarterback scoring twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. So again, another great win for Deej Moose. Good luck. He's got some. He's got he's got good pieces. They just got to come together. You know, he's just waiting patiently. Yeah. For I don't know what. All right. So now we're gonna move uh, to the uh, the loser bracket this week or what's shaping up to be uh so we're uh we have our new addition uh dale comley uh in the weak side werewolves going up against the reigning mouth breather the spencer's sack sniffers <laughs> uh so it was a, a close matchup it's over right there's nobody live today and spencer somehow squeaked by a win 80.5 points he, to 78 defense had negative four points and there was there was no one alive on this team this this entire weekend. Remember Dale, you, Dale was ahead. two and a half points away with Keenan Allen in the in the in the second quarter on Monday night. All Keenan Allen had to do was catch one like 15, 16 yard catch, and Dale would have won. And what it happens? Keenan Allen back spasms out yeah. for the rest of the game. It's just it's it's starting to get funny actually. I, well, I mean you, you I mean there's definitely that point, but then you look his running backs. You can't have a run, a starting running back score two point nine points and one point five points and win a game, like, and and then you know in his, I mean, just besides that, his flex DJ Chark got three point one points, uh, as you mentioned, Keenan Allen went out, Lamar Jackson, who he drafted in like the fifth round, only got fifteen points. I mean, Lamar's been a surprise. I mean, he just he's, he's a bad the, surprise. He's the, he's the lowest. Pat, he had the lowest passing yards of any starting quarterback going into the week. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, he's just, it's all, that team is all rushing, whether it's him or someone else. And I mean, he, who's going to start Jamison Crowder 
who has who had 25 points on Dale's bench. Right. I mean, that would have won him in the week, but no one's going to start him. Over those three, you know, all of us would have started those three receivers over Jameson Crowder. Oh, yeah, 100%. without a doubt. You know, and then you look at, I mean, and this isn't to say uh, Dale's team is terrible, but it is. Uh, Spencer's team, <laughs> Spen- Spencer's team was not much better. I mean, his quarterback, Matt Ryan, scored nine points. Like, again, you know, you want your quarterback to be scoring 20 or more. Nine points is not going to do it. And I don't know if I would have started Jared Goff over Matt Ryan, but maybe maybe now because the, the, the Falcons are just a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, you go match. I think you go match up there. I think you have to start Goff in that matchup against the Washington professional football team right. because their, their, their defense is not bad. Matt Ryan, obviously, you know, he's got the weapons. But, again, I'm a, I'm a Calvin Ridley owner who – yeah, gets touched, there's but... going to be a, there's going to be a change in head coach next week. So who's to say that Matt That's Ryan true. is not going to they're not actually going to try and run the ball, give him a play action situation. Maybe Julio will finally be healthy. I mean, and look what kidding. happened with the Texans once yep. they, they did really well this week once they got rid of Bill O'Brien. Romeo but... Cornell is half asleep and he was able to coach that team to a victory. That just means Deshaun Watson was doing whatever he wanted to and was let listening. Deshaun cook. Let him play, man. Let the kid play. He's brilliant. So, I mean, but besides Matt Ryan, I mean, Spencer's team is just full of busts right now. Juju it might be the third best wide receiver on the Steelers with the emergence of Claypool and Deontay Johnson, who's been injured. Uh, I mean, Juju scored four points this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd, awful. Uh, Zach Ertz, who's supposed to be one of the best tight ends in the league, he got him one point. And he, might, af- be, he might be done. Zach Ertz might be done. Yeah. I mean, tight ends have such a sh- small window uh, for being great. You know, eventually Kittle's going to fall off, and Mark Andrews, who's the the hot tight end of the moment, he's not going to last for that long. And again, as you mentioned, the negative four points, you just you can't win with that. I mean, he did because he was facing Dale, but other he wouldn't have beaten anybody else. All right, so that's that's uh, that is the... isn't it funny how it works out that way? Yeah. If he would have played literally anybody else, he wouldn't have won. I mean, that hey. was like when I was facing you last week and I scored 130 points and would have beaten almost anybody else except for you. It goes both right. ways. You got to well, yeah, win the does. week. I mean, yeah. guys, remember, remember that time that I, remember that time that Echo no, won a game 60-60 based yeah. on bench points? Yeah. 60 to 60. Awful. Oof. And so, so again, it's, it's all about matchups. Again, I would have beaten Dale or Spencer. Grosso would have beaten Dale or Spencer. Ben would have beaten Dale or Spencer. It's just a matchup thing. Yeah. So... We're going to move on to one of the quieter games of the week. We have our uh, returning champions, uh, the Fitz Magics. Uh, formerly, I, uh, it's it, Easy Breezy Fitzy Breathing. I forget what the hell his name was. I'll have to look at the Alba Trophy. Uh, he's currently 3-1 and one and first in his division and tied with Keegan at 3-1. and one. And when the Keegs to success never changed his team name in the seven years in this league. Uh, so they've they're facing off. And right now, it looks like Fitz is going to win the matchup. Uh, Keegan has John Brown. I don't know if the stats are updating correctly. It doesn't look like they are. No, uh, he has zero. He currently has zero catches for zero yards. Oh, he does. Okay. Points. All right. So, yeah. So it looks like Fitz is going to uh, continue to win. Uh, his team's good. I think his his might be the team to beat in our league. Um, you know, you look you look at his top guys. Obviously, Tom Brady's good and Kamara's good. Uh, Josh Kelly's the flavor of the moment on the Chargers, but who knows? Uh, Mike Evans is obviously a top wideout. I think T.Y. Hilton's not the top guy that he used to be because Philip Rivers can't throw five yards down the field. Um, but he's got Henry Ruggs on the bench. I'm not 
a Fitz's team fan. I think it's a little thin. I think it's T.Y. Hilton's not the same player he was. Right. He was. He's. I, I just. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of, of some of the the guys on Fitz's team. I think it's hard to play Kamara and Murray. You got to play them both because you don't know who's going to get more touches. You don't know who's going to get more goal. You don't. You just don't know in that offense because it's because so, they can do it. So you got to play them both. You can't not. Right. I also think he's he's one injury away from being in a lot of trouble. I don't think there's not a lot of depth there. That's Again, I, most teams are one in our league because it's well a twelve team league with a pretty deep bench. You're always one injury away, but I I mean he's he's started Joshua Kelly this week, who again filled in for an injured Austin Eckler on the Doges, but he uh, he I don't know I'm not a fan, but again it looks like Keegan Keegan was really in by jail this week, whether it was a planned buys or or accidental buys with, with the with covid so you know well and then plus of course that that dax horrific injury is just yeah crazy. he did get a, almost a full week out of dax though before the the ankle shattered in half yeah i mean but he's done like he and he's the second best uh, fantasy quarterback so that's gonna be a big blow to his team but i'm pretty sure i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Deej offering him 30 different quarterbacks for whatever because that's that's what he does. We'll get into that later. But uh, and, uh, there's definitely going to be good quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Um, so let's finish up with the last matchup, the most boring one, because it's such a blowout. It's the uh, the Vinzaloons uh, versus the Show Me Atides, uh Jimmy's team versus Vinny's team. Uh, Jimmy almost doubled up Vinny. Uh, it's tough loss. I mean, Jimmy's team just played well. Zeke did what Zeke does. Kyler did what Kyler does. Uh, some surprising turns from Brown and Robbie Anderson. I'm just looking at the score now. Chris Carson, who's one of the most underrated players in fantasy football, has also done great. Uh, I mean, his let team me tell just... you with Vinny, that's Scotty Miller. He he's on Scotty Miller like a like a bad drug. He he keeps starting him, and Scotty just keeps abusing Vinny's emotions and a goose egg. Yeah, a goose egg. That's t- that's is... a tough pill to swallow. Especially in half point PPR, when you can get a catch and go negative four yards back and get one point one point still, yeah, it's still it, it's that's that's rough. And I, I know maybe maybe Vinny's going to reconsider that that Scotty Miller and, and go with somebody else. Well, I also think a huge disappointment on his team too is Tyler Higby, who did so well last year and he's just been a non-factor in the Rams' offense and like he's scoring no points. Like like again, tight end's a difficult position, but Higby was supposed to be in the top tier this year, and he's just not doing anything i mean and it's, then I, and it's, it's one still, of those things he he was he was meant to be he's got the size he's got the strength he can run the routes he's a good looking tight end and on paper last year it was a great tight end but this year in their system they're using him to block more i, I don't know they're just not giving him the ball well, you know, and that's a difficult thing about the Rams, too, and I'm sure Doge, you'll commiserate as a, a wide receiver owner on the Rams. They spread the ball all over the place. So, any I mean, week. Yeah, any week, any of them could have a huge week, and that goes, they have three good running backs. So, I mean, you have all these weapons that could blow up, You know, but the thing is, you never know who. Yeah, um, and again, again, granted, we are recording this. It's nine nine oh nine on Tuesday night. Derrick Henry still playing, AJ Brown still playing. Vinny could make it close, but this game is over on Tuesday night football, which is weird to weird to say. Yeah, I mean, unless Derrick Henry scores seven more touchdowns in the final half of play, 
Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much over. Sorry, Vinny. Uh, so, so that's that's basically what we're looking at for week five right now. Um, so let's go. You know, let's kind of do a little free will and talk about what we think about this season so far. It's been unique. We've had to deal with all these buys that have come out of nowhere. You know, the Titans Steelers got put on buy last week. Almost Titans again this week. Uh, the Patriots were moved this week. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, so teams yes, are being moved were. all over the place. Pat Broncos. I mean, right now, if you look at the divisions with where the where it's going to go, you're going to have two teams that make no senses at four and one with one team at three and two, and then a two and three team, a two and three team, and an zero oh and five team. And uh, with Fitz and and Deej being the the real leaders in that division. Keegan definitely has a shot at a wild card. I mean, granted, we're, we're only five. We're going to be five weeks in, so there's still going to be a lot of motion. And again, like I said earlier, you, in the in the power of rest, you're going to have four teams at three and two. There's going to be a lot of ability there for teams to move uh, with seven weeks left. Eight, you know, in in the in this eight weeks left in the season. Yeah, I mean, and you know, even even uh, the broken clocks at one and four could make a move because they'd only be one game behind uh, the Vin Saloons at they'd be two and three and the broken clocks would be one and four. Who knows? You know, I mean, that it's still early. Uh, and, you know, it, teams can turn around because there is, even though th- there's definitely some terrible teams and some really good teams, there's a lot of teams in the middle that with good management can make it over the top. And, you know, that's, with this league, with this league, it's one of those things where it's a 12, there's 12, you know, there's 12 of us. So there's always a shot. You know, it, this early in the league, it, this early in the season is very hard to tell what's going to happen. I mean, you, you can kind of see where like certain people have wins, but Damn. not a lot of points for. Damn. Um, yeah, the only and, consistency here is Dale's team is still going to be least in points after. This oh week. man, yeah, no, it's um, that's st- actually staggering. Mm-hmm. Um, to, be fair, to be fair, he has the second most points against behind Ben, but Ben has like a hundred more points against, which is, Ben, the fact that you're going to get a win is un- unbelievable. You, again, there's always one team in the in the league where that they just get stomped on it every Grosso, week. It was Grosso last year. It was, Grosso, it was me Grosso, last year. Grosso, exactly. So it's just I lost a game where I scored 156 points last year. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, 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 again, so while Dale's team is low on points for, he's also very high on points against. So he's ha- he hasn't had a chance he hasn't not been in a, uh, a Spencer, da- you know, a Spencer Dale matchup yet until this week, right? And then, and again, he got he got hurt by an injury late on Monday night. So I'm looking at these scores too. Here's another interesting thing: Keegan's team, which has the third most points against, actually has more points against than points scored, but he's still three and one. So like things like like it's sometimes looking at these, you, you don't get the full picture. That makes no sense. Thank you, Alba. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, invite. again, I mean, if we look through, if we look at the stats through four weeks, you know, the, the you know, you know, weekly averages have been about anywhere between one twelve and one twenty four. It's definitely a higher scoring league this year, obviously, with the adding of half point PPR. You know, you've had some low scores. You've had some, you know, what was it? Vinny dropped one hundred and eighty points, I think, uh, in week three. Um, so it. it it's it's interesting, you know. He had a he had a wide, you know. Week three, he scored 185 points. Week four, he scored 86. It's right. it's a it's been very up and down the scoring. I mean, the the only consistency is that Dale scores under 100 points every week. 
sorry, Dale, but you're the new guy, so we're gonna we're gonna I, shit on you a little bit. I, I don't mean to. I'm just I'm just say, saying stats. Here, oh wait, no, he did score 113 in a loss to Keegan. So I mean, he did score over 100 once. Yeah, I, I mean, you well, need twice. seven. You need okay. seven wins to have a, a hypothetical chance of making the playoffs. That's all you need. It's right. seven wins, and you have a good shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, I you mean, know, so, so many teams were seven and six last year. Yeah. Okay. No, you know, uh, maybe I'm quick, too quick to say it. It looks like Dale's only scored under a hundred uh, twice. So, <laughs> but you know, it's it's fun to say that a team's worse than mine because my team's pretty bad right now. Um, don't make trade. Yeah. The, 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 let this be a lesson to everybody. Don't make a trade in the first two weeks in the season because that's guaranteed to be an overreaction. I traded away Allen Robinson for Adrian Peterson and Emmanuel Sanders, which looks so stupid right now. <laughs> Although Adrian Peterson is the guy somehow in Detroit still until Le'Veon Bell gets signed. Oh, until they sign Le'Veon Bell and then they all hang out and then it's wonderful and fantastic and they go to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know where the playoffs are, are how they're going to shape up. I, I think we'll have to wait, you know, especially with this weird COVID year with multiple teams that have multiple bye weeks and or, you know, there's going to be buys moving around. Uh, before we started recording, we we're talking about how, you know, a week seven bye might not be a week seven bye. It might turn out to be a week 11 bye. Um, so Everything's I, yeah, very fluid. I think about, you know, in, in, in three or four more weeks, you know, when we get to, to eight or nine games in, I think we'll have a better idea of where the league's going to sh- shape up. And we can definitely revisit the, the, the landscape of the league then. Yeah. Yeah. As, I mean, as always, it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of those situations. It's, it's going to be it's going to be up and down all year for everybody because we can't pick the, the top percentage. We all have lower percentage guys and we need to. Uh, gamble and guess most of the week to figure out how we can get a win. And as the season progresses, some of those guys shine and some of them fall flat on their face and we'll never catch a football again. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Yeah. And I agree. So I think we're going to take a quick uh, pause here, uh, do a station ID and a quick word from our sponsor. uh, Pause for all. Ah, Quick word for our sponsor. Pause for all. It's a leading inventor in animal prosthesis. It's a non-for-profit organization that aims to advance the lives of all animals stricken with the loss of limb. Pause for all. Lending a helping hand to your favorite friend. With generous donations from viewers like you, we can give them a leg up. Visit them at pauseforall.org or follow them on all social media at pause, the number four, all. Dot com. Dot com. No, dot .org, and then the pause for all. Oh, sorry, dot, dot .org. It is a non-for-profit. It's a non-for-profit. It's dot .org, and it's, it's at cause, pause for all on their social media accounts. Very close to my heart. All right. They, uh, used, uh, three, they used 3D printing to make uh, you know the next generation of prosthetics for pets. You know, beaks to burrow, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about uh, COVID-19 a little bit and how this has affected our season. Or how it hasn't. So I want to point out, too, I, I'm a big Steelers fan. Uh, j- j- just for all transparency's sake, Doge is a big Patriots fan, and Grasso is a long-suffering Jets fan. Uh, so this season, I was supposed to be going to the opening game, Giants versus Steelers, and of course that didn't happen uh, because there's no fans anywhere anymore because uh, that's a thing. But you know, that, There are fans in Tennessee tonight. Fun well, fact. 
well, and Pittsburgh had fans, so they're starting to come back. But I mean, I, I didn't get to see my game, and that's really all I care about. Um, but that being said, you know, it, it does affect fantasy too. I mean, there was no preseason this year, so that could be part of the reason that the fantasy scoring is so much higher because the defenses don't have uh, things ready. Um, and, you know, all the buys. So it's how, – how do you feel like you guys are navigating through this, uh, doing fantasy in, in our stay-at-home life? It's just about getting the right notifications at the right time on your app of choice. I was going to start Damian Harris this week. I thought he had a really good shot after a really strong performance the week before for my New England Patriots. And then all of a sudden I had to make a make a change and, and throw in Naheem Hines, who had four points and really, you know, screwed me against Grosso. So, you know, it really is all about being on your toes. Yeah, it's all about fluidity. You got to have players on your – it's like it's like any injury – uh, I, I don't know. It's it's a bigger than any. It's it's a weird. It's different. It's different because we've never dealt with anything like this before, and it's one of those things where it affects. It can affect a whole team, or it affects one player, like Cam Newton. But then that trickles down to well, is the running back and is Burkhead going to get the ball more? Are they going to? What are they going to do? Like it's all. It all affects something in your lineup. And it will continue to affect something in, in, in the whole season until the Super Bowl. And who knows if there's going to be fans at the Super Bowl? That's a crazy thing to say. It is in Tampa Bay, and there are no rules in Florida. Oh, there's no rules in Florida. Never mind. They're going to be. It's, it's going to be jam packed, shoulder to, shoulder to shoulder. Never mind. But it's one of those things. You got to be dynamic. You got to be fluid. You got to work the waiver wire because honestly, when guys are out, the number twos that are sitting on the bench, you got to pick them up. I think it's also there's also going to be a time where you're going to have to drop somebody that you don't want to drop because for whatever reason there's an extra bye week that you didn't think was going to happen and and you might have to drop your you know your your really strong quarterback who's on a bye you know you might have to drop a just a Herbert because he he might have he might have a bye and you might or you might have to drop a a, a really strong running back that is you know and is hurt. And, you know, you don't have a spot on your IR. So I think it's just going to be – there's going to be some tough decisions being made moving forward. I think that's also the the benefit of having this sort of a, uh, an open league where we can all talk all the time and, and rules are can be changed and more and, and more adaptable to the situation. Like we can go in a couple of weeks and be like, well, this isn't working out. Seven teams have a COVID outbreak. Seven games, all every game in the NFL is canceled this week. Everybody's body shifted. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah, and I just want to give a quick shout out to to uh, Vinny for doing that spreadsheet earlier in the season in case we ever decided to cancel the season. We did a lot of legwork early on to make sure that if COVID breaks out and shuts down the season, that we're prepared. It's difficult, you know. You have to consider all options here i want to give a although we like to shit on him all the time i do want to say Eckle's done a pretty decent job at commissioning this year uh yeah Eckle's a great commissioner but fuck the bashers uh yes i i concur yeah there's been a lot of communication it's been very good for just the league in general just to be open and talk about it because it's something that every single day it changes you know every single day we get new info and they're going to start testing before games now. So there's there's the potential of when you get uh, your injury report 90 minutes before kickoff, it could be the whole team. 
the whole team could be it could be the whole game could be canceled so in 90 minutes you got to figure out how to adjust your team and that's uh, is that fun i don't know i think it's kind of fun to risk it and see who you can find on the waiver at the last second and grab at straws and try to figure it out it's definitely more stressful it's definitely more stressful but stress can be a good thing it's definitely more stressful when you work at a restaurant that serves pizza on football Sunday and you open at noon and you can't really look at your phone and you have to set your lineup and pray that Julio Jones really isn't going to play. <laughs> and, you know, it's really something that makes you antsy in the pantsy. Maybe, uh, maybe you should change your schedule so you start at, at 1.30. Like 10, start at 1.05 after the, kick, the game's kick. Yeah, no, it's not like a thing. But, you know, it's very important. I listen to ESPN the entire time I'm in the kitchen. Um, it's on full blast, and everybody knows if there's any information that it comes to me first. All right. I, I, let's, let's start talking about next week, I think. I yes. Think we should... So we're, we're going to do rapid fire for next week. Um, I, I set it up, so we're just going to go right down the line and so it features me first because I did it from my computer. But okay, so first up, nice. it's the, the battle of uh, the worst teams in the league so far. So it's the weak side werewolves versus the broken clock corollary. Um, it looks like the weak side werewolves have Keenan Allen out uh, and Darren Waller and Daniel Carlson, who's their kicker. Um, and it doesn't look like there's any significant buys for the broken clocks. I honestly think this is going to be an easy game for the broken clock corollary. I, I still think Dale is going to be looking for his last words. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I, I do still, but you know, you look at the teams and depending on who he picks up, I just think there, there's a lot to like about uh, my team th- this week. And, you know, Dale's still working through it. There's a lot to like about the broken clock all the time. That's not a bad team. They just have losses, you know, and sometimes good teams have losses and sometimes, Bad teams have wins, and it's very early in the season. I think this is a step in the right direction for Broken Clock. I think there's definitely no I, – I would put money. I would make a gentleman's wager that Broken Clock is going to win by at least 20 points this weekend. I will take that over. I'll take that bet. A water really, bet. Water bet. So, so, like, so if you win, you get to splash me with a cup of water. If I win, I splash you with a cup of water. I, no, because I'm going to lose a contact, and then I'll just be upset. You can close your eyes. You don't have to have your eyes open. What if the cup slips out of your hand and I chip a tooth? Well, it, I'm going to use a solo cup, so hopefully... Is he, throw, is he throwing a mug in your face? I don't know, man. He's a risky... He's from New Hampshire. They drink out of, like, I don't know, ram's horns and things from there. Live I don't for know. your die. The shofar. Just, what did you just say? Did you make up another word? The shofar is a horn. Oh, oh is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> it's a ram's horn. So, anyways, okay. Oh, so, okay. so you don't you don't think it's going to win by twenty points? But who are you picking to win? I, I, I well, we got to see again. It's only Tuesday. Waivers go through on Thursday this week. I, I, that's the big thing, guys. Remember, waivers go through on Thursday because of the Tuesday night football game. So you okay. do have one more night to do your to do your moves. Um, but uh, I don't still got to make a pick. I, I think I would pick the Ben. I would pick Ben, but I think it's going to be close. I think Dale's got a shot. It's, he's going to have to make some moves this week, and I think he can do them. Okay. He's got all that fab. All right. So Waiver's too thin. He's got no chance. We're just going to pick up Nelson Aguilar and hope he catches the ball again. All right. Who knows? Claypool, Claypool's on, on the wire. Yes. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be putting money in for him. 
Guys, yeah. he was on, he guys, fun fact, he was on Wieners Wien Dogs until this past week when I dropped him for Justin Jefferson. I just want everyone to know. And that. who did who did better this week? Uh, I believe it was Claypool with four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. But Justin Jefferson was not bad though. As my wife likes to remind me, he is a Notre Dame grad. Um, she like because she's Irish, so she feels some sort of special connection with them. Oh, I was like, did she go to Notre Dame? And then I realized I know your wife, and we went to school together. So right, she yeah, did no, not. She, she did not go to Notre Dame. No, she did not. Most certainly did not. Um, okay. Right, I game. mean, anyways, yeah. Next game. Uh, uh, so we're looking at Bulmer versus the Mayhem. Um, Mayhem don't have a defense or a kicker uh, next week, so they're going to be shopping the waiver wire. It's he's, gonna. I, I think he's this smart. Be... He's fluid. Joe will find someone. I think this is going to be a close matchup. I really do. Um, they're both pretty evenly matched. Um, I'm just looking at the matchup right now. Honestly, uh, even even if they pick up chalk, Moose picks up chalk. I think Bulmer's team is just really good. This next week, you got Galladay coming off a bye. Uh, Kyler Murray and Zeke. Zeke's going to be the feature of that offense. I mean, he already is, but he's going to even be a bigger feature now. Um, yeah, once the redheaded stepchild throws his first interception, they're just going to feed Zeke the ball. The red rifle. I like to say the red rocket. <laughs> okay, never mind. That, that red part went over Robin. The... All right, anyways. Uh, so I'm picking Bulmer's team this week. I'm going to show me a TDs. Um, I'm 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 also on that show me a TD's train. I think that is a very consistent team. Uh, I think Jimmy's always a threat to win it all. Really, he's plays smart. He's always got a great team, and he loves Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott will always score him points. I'm anti Moose until CMC comes back. Hey, it's just there's not enough points on to there's not enough points. There's too many points up in the air on Moose's team. Too many imaginary points that have nowhere to land. You know. Right. Like every week there's 20 points that get shuffled around on Jimmy's team, but they're there they're still on Jimmy's team and consistent all the way around. So, uh, right. So we're going to move on to next week, uh, to the next matchup. I got Grasso and Fitz. It's interesting because uh, Grasso, you don't have Justin Herbert and it looks like Dalvin Cook's not going to play this week. Um, so that's going to uh, be Alexander difficult. Madison is uh, is is uh, is open for for business. If you're looking for a uh, replacement cross while we're while we're talking, that's not what it's not what we're talking about here. We're oh. just talking about matchups. No, no trade talk. I think uh, I I mean the the Saints are on a bye next week, so right. Yes, yeah, so, have I mean, to sit Kamara and Latavius Murray, which leaves his running backs very next week. Just like you were yeah, speaking about, he his roster is thin right now. So I mean, and he's got no Josh Kelly. He's, oh, he's he has no one to fill that hole of that's thirty five points. Right. Well, and plus Henry Ruggs also, who he probably would start this week if he was starting, also on uh, on a bye. Uh, so it's going to be a tough bye week for him. I I think uh, I think it's still going to be super close because of the explosiveness of and the kind of unpredictability of Fitz's team, like Tom Brady. Well, uh, he can score four touchdowns next week and throw for 400 but, yards. Grasso, don't cut yourself short. You have Aaron Rodgers coming oh, off a bye facing Tom Brady. It could yeah. be a good old-fashioned shootout. In in uh, The game is in Green Bay. Is, is, is Adams back? Is Adams back in, in Green Bay yet? 
He should be I, back. I believe he will be here, back. Because here's where I am. It's a shootout, but he's got nobody to throw. He's got Brady's got Mike Evans to throw the ball to. Rodgers I mean, Alan Lazard has been great. Um, yeah. He's you know, not Mike Evans, though, if he's trying to go toe-to-toe. But let me tell you something about Aaron Rodgers. You can tell, and I'm sure you know because he's been on your team. He's been playing with a chip on our shoulder the whole season. doesn't matter who he's throwing he to. He's going to burn it down this year. He is winning MVP. They are going to the Super Bowl. I'm picking Chris Grosso in this matchup, which I'm is weird to say. It's weird to say after all of the trolling that happened during the draft about Grosso. He did, wasn't into the draft until a minute after it started. It was uh, – I can't believe Grosso may go well, – it would go four and two. Uh, after six weeks. Yeah, and you'd be tied for the lead. I, I'm picking uh, Grasso's team as well. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have another great week. Uh, even with uh, Dalvin Cook not being in, I mean, I'm, he's probably going to plug in Miles Gaskin, um, who should be fine. So I, you, I, you know, have to say that bitch before you say Miles Gaskin. That bitch, Miles Gaskin. I think they're going to put him in, and he's still got Julio, who may play this week. So you know, he can Julio! rearrange things. Uh, again, you know, the uh, I mean, the Julio Falcons are just a dumpster me, fire, but it makes me so uneasy because I, because I know, I know that it's there, and he can score two touchdowns and a hundred yards, like in four plays. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen. It never happens. And he always just breaks my heart. That's all. Okay, so who are you? Are you picking yourself or are you picking Fitz? Uh, oh, I have, to, I have to pick? Oh, I'm picking yeah. Fitz to win, obviously. Yeah. No, there's no way I'm picking myself to win. That's I mean, I, I, picked, I picked myself to win. I don't That's bad. It's bad karma. That's, uh, That's I think, think Russ is making the right call. Yeah. Also, right, it's well, so... also, it's Fitz's team. And genuinely, I don't think that my running backs are strong enough to do anything. Le'Veon Bell may not even be playing football next week. So I need another running back still. So who knows? I've got, I've, I've got no, Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I have Jamal Williams. I'm going to put him in, and it's going to be just fine. I'm, I'm sorry. My, you can't see my face. I'm shaking, <laughs> I'm shaking my head right I, now. I'm so sorry. I forgot that I picked up Jamal Williams, and he's going to be fucking awesome because he had more touches last game than Aaron than Jones. Did, than Aaron All Jones, right. yeah. So moving on to – uh, the other matchup for people who are in this chat, uh, it's Wiener and uh, or Doge. Which, which do you prefer, by the way? You, you got Wiener, you got Doge, uh, you got Greg. Uh, I'm used to Doge now. Uh, Wiener, I will respond to. Obviously, it is in my team's name, Wiener's Wien Dogs. I again, I have not changed my name, just like Keegan hasn't, and since uh, since the or the Basher since the inception of the league, uh, Vinny hasn't changed his name either. Uh, I, I whatever you guys want to go with, uh, I don't care. Show me a TDs. Has he also not changed his name? He was not an OG, a league OG though, but I don't believe he's changed his name. So yeah, so looking at these teams, I mean, it's it's a clear cut for me. Well, Keegan losing Dak Prescott is so tough to replace such oh, consistent points. I mean, he doesn't have a tight end worthy of starting on his roster right now. I mean, he is getting Aaron Jones back. Uh, this week off of uh, off of a bye, and he's going to be able to put back in his kicker from Cincinnati, who's been great. I mean, he's got the players there. Uh, I don't think he has enough to be Doge's team. I, the, the Dak thing is just killer right now. I, th- yeah, I think he Doge's is gonna team. Get, he is going to get Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon back, which right. I think is great. 
Um, I, I luckily that I've been rostering Alexander Madison since the draft, hoping that Dalvin Cook inevitably would get injured. And this is my week, and I am going to just plug and play him and and hope for the best that they're playing Atlanta next week, and Atlanta's defense is uh, made of uh, mesh bag, is made of burlap, uh, so I think he'll be able to run right through it. Tissue um, paper. So tissue paper. Thank you. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen uh, like a deep sea fishing show? The bag that they put the chum in to throw overboard so that that's, it spills out. You mean like a net? No, no, no. It's a chum bag. It's like a very specific <laughs> type of mesh that like the hole is just big enough where like everything falls out, including your hopes I, I, and I think, I, I think I have a shot. I think I got a shot. His running backs do scare me. His receivers yeah. are a little thin. Again, they don't, he doesn't have the big name receivers, but Will Fuller can have a big game at any time. DJ Moore could have a big game at any time. It, he's going to really just—it's going to be yeah. about that that quarterback and, and trying to find somebody to fill Dax's large shoes. No one is going to fill Dax's shoes. I think he's got to shuffle them some things around to get all those points back. That's thirty-five points a week, thirty points a week from Dax. It's—it's something that you can't just get with another quarterback off the waiver wire. That doesn't exist anymore. There's no one on the waiver wire. Derek Carr, maybe that's a Derek gamble. Carr was QB one this week. Hot and yeah. cold. I mean, well, cold. yeah, I mean, he's he's been good. But, yeah, th- though, I mean, there's a lot of people that are rostering two QBs right now for this specific reason. Because, you know, now the Dak's down, the, the waiver wire's done. Keegan's going to have a tough time replacing him. Um, who knows? I mean, even, like, you probably feel confident starting Gardner Mishu, Doge, because he's just been – he's been good. I mean, he's getting you 20 points a week. He's doing serviceable, and that's is if I recall, you you waited in the draft to draft a quarterback exactly for this. There's a yeah. lot of mid round guys that can do the job, but they're all picked up already, so there's not a lot left. Yeah, and I mean, G Minshew, he's he's playing Detroit next week, and Detroit's defense isn't great either. Uh, you know, I think that could be another game where there's going to be a lot of points scored. I'm I, I would I'm going to lean towards me, but I really think it's a toss up. Because I think Keegan's a very smart manager. I think he can make some moves. That's true. uh, To improve his team. All right. uh, So what do you think of Grasso? I'm going. I'm going with the Doge. I think the holes are too big in Keegan's team to fill. I think his running back situation. I mean, he doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a lot to offer. You know, there's too. There's too many negatives. And I think Doge is going to come out with a win. Not by a lot. I think because Keegan's sneaky and he's going to score points. He's going to move some things around. He's going to pick up some people on the waiver wire, maybe get a little lucky. But I, I think Doge is definitely going to pull it out. I think it's going to come down to the kicker in that game. Not the kicker. Oh, it's coming down to the kicker. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to – uh, we're going to move on to the bashers and the sack sniffers. Um, so I'm looking at the team that Spencer has right now, and it looks like Josh Jacobs is on a buy, which probably means he's not going to be replaced. He's probably just going to be a dead spot on Spencer's roster. Maybe he'll maybe he'll put Mark Ingram in. Maybe he'll put Ronald Jones in. Hold I on. Don't the know. real question is, why even we talked about this earlier? Spencer, you have someone on your IR, and you haven't filled the roster spot. What are you doing? You have made zero roster moves in five weeks. He still that has the empty spot on his un- roster. That is unbelievable. You are the epitome of a mouth breather, and you suck at fantasy football. Hey, we're saving that to the end, okay? 
Well, you didn't have to say that we were saving it now, now, now that no. You could have just let it slide. We could have just said it twice. Yeah, that's that's for post-op. I, I, I bring just, it that's, up. That's what production's for. There's no post-production. This is post-production. What do you mean post-production? I haven't shaved my mustache in seven months. It is post-production. This is this is for the last time. This is an audio podcast, not a oh. video podcast. Nobody can oh. see. You, but they you can hear. Me. They can, they can hear, hear it. it. All right. Anyways, I'm. I. I mean, if he's got a decent team, this this Spencer Sack Sniffers, he just I think he needs to make a couple of moves. Whether it's waiver wire pickups, whether it's trades, he's got what he's got five running backs that I think any of us would be happy to start in the oh, coming yeah. week. Oh and yeah. Ends, so I I think he just needs to to finally pay attention and make a move. Yeah, I mean he's still got and he's got Devonte Adams just choking up his bench right now. Who's probably going to play this week, and he's probably going to be on his bench. Uh, so I mean, for all those reasons, if Spencer actually started the right team, I would take Spencer's team. But I think Eckel's going to pull this out. Eckel's um, Eckel isn't by jail next week. He's got four players. He's got Breeze. He's got Metcalf. He's got Hunter Renfro. And, and Mike Williams on, on a buy next. Oh week. yeah, no, that is you know. I, if Spencer does, if Spencer just places a, a replacement level running back, it's going to be a game. Yeah, I no, think no. I, I, so Echol Echol has already somehow changed his roster for next week. I don't know how. No, I think it's. I think the system may do that. They may. Okay. No, you, no you, you you can change your roster weeks ahead of time now. Yeah. Okay. So he did it weeks ahead of time. The only player that's on a buy in his schedule right now is Will Lutz, and he's projected for one thirty three point eight points. No, he's yeah, not. Yeah, I think he's ninety. Per- I see ninety three. I see 93 as well. I'm looking at 133. Well, I, that may be what he scored this week. Okay. That he's yeah, that is what he scored this week. Interesting. God, this app. Yeah, no, I think I I, I it's going to if Spencer can make some moves, he can win. But at this moment, I'm going to lean Eckle actually. This one's a true toss-up game for me for just depending on if Spencer actually plays. I think he could do it, but if he, if he doesn't, you know, Eckel's gonna. Uh, the only thing about Eckel is he overthinks everything, so he he may outsmart himself and put the wrong guy in. He, uh, he is he is, he is also a clapper, and I don't know if I trust clappers. Here, I mean, here's, look at here's how my, the here's gi- Giants' offenses. Go ahead. Here's my big takeaway. Did you make your pick already? I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna. No, I'm still thinking about it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm sorry, I was definitely not paying attention. Um, so here's uh, here's my thoughts on this: is Spencer wants to win one game in this league, and it's this game because nobody else cares more than Echol, and as long as he can say that he beat Echol, Spencer doesn't care if he's the mouth breather because even if he's the mouth breather again this year. For the second year in a row, he can still say, "Well, still beat Eckel. and that That's will really kill Greg Eckel on the inside for years to come. But does the dispenser even know that he's playing Eckel this week? I don't know. I mean, Maybe this is the question. I'm going to reach out to him and see if he needs some help, or a friend, or a hug, or a joint, or something, because he needs to make some kind of a move on this team. Because Greg Eckel's going to win this week, and that's my pick. Greg Eckel's my pick to win, and I hate saying that out loud. <laughs> that makes me sick to my stomach. Spencer, Spencer you got to win this game, man. You Spencer, I'm it. speaking directly to you right now. Put down the Pokemon Go. Pick up the <laughs> fantasy app. 
and make some changes to your team. You can do it. You can win a game. You just have. You just have PSA for Spencer. So uh, I don't trust it. I'm still going with Eckle this week. Yeah, you can't. You can't not. You can't. Well, yeah. One more, one more matchup. What do we got here? It's Vinny... uh, so it's it's the Vinzaloons and the Fantasy Empire. Um, so okay, so this team, I mean, Vinny's in trouble here. He, lo- I mean, he's losing Lockett and 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 Russell, which is gonna, which is really gonna hurt him. Um, yeah, and and it looks like DJ's team is basically full strength. Yeah, I unfortunately have to lean. Deej here, um, even though he's just the he's just sending so many ridiculous trade requests. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to lean lean Deej here. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of disappointment on Vinny's team. And you know, I, I, when that when we first did the draft, I did my reviews. Vinny's team, he had great starters, but he had didn't have the depth. And now you're seeing the lack of depth when the bye weeks start. He because he has the best quarterback and one of the best wide receivers, and they're both out. So now his team is completely mediocre. He looks like he's going to have to start Mecole Hardman, who, granted, Sammy Watkins is out, so he's probably going to get more snaps. But that's a rough receiver to play. He's he's really struggling with that receiver depth right now. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, when you're starting McCole Hardman and Keelan Cole versus uh, against you know Tyreek Hill and Marquise Brown. Uh, that's you know that just that matchup is poor. So yeah, I'm going with the Empire. Grasso, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I'm with that. It's definitely an Empire win this week. Uh, Vinny's got too many holes to fill. Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, that's that's it's basically like the the, the Zach Prescott injury. I it's you know with playing without him on your fantasy team is playing with one hand tied behind your back. He he's got a chance. He's got a way in a prayer. Kirk Cousin might show up. Um, but he could also not because his name is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Okay. You never know with Cousins. I mean, he's, yeah, he can be great and he can be, he can look awful. Yeah. So, okay. So that's our picks for the week. It's, it looks like it's going to be uh, an exciting week. I will be in Maine for well, actually I'll be in, back from Maine on Saturday. So hopefully I'll be able to watch the game, but that basically wraps up our first pining for podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, uh, all 12 of you that we're distributing this to. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I, I guess this is our time to sign off. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add. No, uh, I think good luck to everyone. Um, and, and Eckel, I hope you lose. Um, and uh, Spencer, you suck. Yeah, as always, Spencer, Spencer Snacks and Effers, we have to finish our podcast with a mouth breather chant. Or no. no? No, I can't. I can't be loud. My my girlfriend's asleep. That's we, I live in a one bedroom apartment. That's I can't. Okay, She's... so Spencer, you're the mouth breather. You suck at fantasy football. <sighs> you suck you're... so bad at fantasy football, Spencer. You're sniffing the sack. Was that good? Did that make the point? Did whispering into the mic was that was that a good move? Oh yeah. I think the whispering's a great place to wrap it up. Perfect. All right. uh, Until next time, uh, I'm Ben. He's the Doge. He's the Grasso. Everyone have a good night.